You have one new voicemail message. Message received today at 12.01pm. What up, I'm Pac. Hope you all are doing well and staying warm, family. Growing up in New Zealand, I was always inferior to people because of the colour of my skin, because there was an inner insecurity amongst those people that looked at me, that devalued me because I looked different, I talked different, I carried myself different. But as I get older, they begin to realise I should have not said those things because of the guilt they carry, because they have found wisdom and knowledge and realise what they said had power to it, had mana to it. And that's why it puts us on the bad side of history because of the history of Aotearoa and colonisation but also it still plays a big role in today's society, in today's world. But that's just me. I hope this receives y'all well. Until next time, peace and love. Fucking floor to somebody. First articles from New Zealand Herald, published February 28, 2016. Headline, Winston Peters, why should thousands of immigrants have a say on our flag? Tagline says, New Zealand First Leader Winston Peters says only citizens should be allowed to vote in the flag referendum. First comments from Kari. Winston Peters is not racist. Get your facts right, Shane Cooper. Maybe you're a racist person yourself. Don't you think we have enough immigrants already? Maybe we can fit a few in your home that might solve some of the problems we are currently facing. And I'm Maori and very proud of it, I must say. I want to assure everybody that that had no full stop to note. <laughs> I, I read that as it was written. It was, <sighs> you thought we'd bring back the grammar police for the last episode? That's crazy. I mean, look, for this comment, it goes everywhere, though, isn't it? <laughs> it really does. Like, it hits all four quarters of the room, and I still don't know what Cut is trying to say. And it's funny because, like, the second point, don't you think we have enough immigrants already? Winston Peters isn't saying anything about the fact that we've got too many immigrants. I mean, sure, that might be part of his platform, but yeah. in this specific article, he isn't saying anything about that. But Kari was like, mm, don't you think? Yeah. Just let me just slip that in there. Don't you think? That is, for all listeners listening, that is literally Winston Peters' strategy. <laughs> <laughs> he brings up the, like, the wildest topics in the most like asinine ways. And then he's mm. like, people are like, yeah, I hate the immigrants too. He's like, I didn't say that, but whatever. But exactly, yeah. Hey, you write it, you write it. <laughs> On Cutty's point about we can't fit any more people, um, we are actually underpopulated. Yeah. Um, our overall sparse population is because of a large amount of New Zealanders um, unfit for human habitation. Mm. Um, you can see the South Island mi- Mount. You can see the South Island Mountains, um, a bunch of uh, land up north that is uninhabitable. Um, but we are still underpopulated. A lot of our populations live in the major cities of Auckland and Wellington. But even with that in mind, this is how New Zealand markets itself to the world with an open border and open arms. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're both immigrants we both moved here in our lifetimes Mm. but also like to Winston Peter's point some people may be permanent residents and may for whatever reason not want citizenship and may have been here for 10 plus years it's kind of a it was a weird delineation to make I guess Mm. in Winston Peter's minds if you're not a citizen you're not New Zealand enough I don't know yeah I get it yeah that doesn't really make sense you know 
Next comments from Waha. All the Asians in Auckland want to take over New Zealand and are racist towards Maori. Uh, they are changing this country and should not be here. You know, some people have that, like, subtle, nuanced racism. Just the, they are changing this country and should not be here. <laughs> hey, they said it with their chest. Yeah. <laughs> they said it with their chest. Is, we've been waiting all season for someone to say it with their chest. <laughs> Waha said, yeah, I got y'all. Yeah. Don't worry. Also, using the words, like, they as well, like, I hate, uh just grouping That's everybody together. Rate. Like, yeah. ugh. Um, when Waha says Asians in Auckland, um, you know, he could mean Chinese, Japanese, Indian, Pakistani. Um, but when people use Asians in Auckland um, in this xenophobic way, they usually refer to people from the Southeast Asian countries. Yeah. Now, Waha is scared that this country is changing and they are racist towards Maori, they being Asian people in Auckland. To put this generalization at bay the easiest way possible, we can't comment or confirm these race relations. Mm. Tammy and I are not from either one of these demographics speaking. Mm. How easy was that, eh? It was great. Look at that. Even in saying that, I'm pretty sure people who come here are generally just looking to have a good life. Looking They're to have not, a good time. Re- not really trying to cause much trouble. Not coming here being like, we're going to kick out all Maori. Like, imagine that's not, that. I, mm. Getting off the plane being like, mm, I'm going to change this. Mm, imagine that. Can you imagine if that had happened imagine in New Zealand's that, history? Eh? Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but this is the definition of xenophobia. Yeah. Waha's fear of outsiders changing the country that Waha resides in. And look, it's unfounded because countries change depending on external pressures, whether they realize it or not. Countries are literally developed on immigration. Yeah. Next comments from Brian. These comments on here prove a few things. One, Kiwis are very, very ignorant. Two, very, very unfriendly. We all knew that anyway. Three, racist. Four, a large, large percentage of Kiwis are immigrants themselves. How bigoted and hypocritical. Only in New Zealand. Man, we are so, so aware of ourselves, aren't we? Yeah. This is a bit much. This is also 2016. Mm. This is, uh, what, six years ago? Yeah. And Brian really just putting it all out there. Again, with the generalizations, though. I want everybody listening to this outside of New Zealand to know that not all Kiwis are these things. Mm. This is this is some of us. Some yeah, some and of it, us. And it does make you think, right? Like, at what point do you lose a label or a title? Like, will we mm. forever be immigrants? Potentially because we are visitors on this land. You could say that's the case, but at some point does come and go from being a visitor to being from that place? That's a question that only individuals can answer. That's true, actually. I feel like after what, like two or three generations, do you think that our grandchildren will be called immigrants? Given that they're probably going to be black of some description, absolutely. True. Actually, you're not true. Absolutely. They'll forever be known as immigrants, even if they're born here and this is all that they know. Oh, that's actually... I've thought about it. It's sad. That's really quite sad now. Yeah, even if they're born here, live here their entire life, they will always be be seen as immigrants. Holy. But I... Oh, that's rough, eh? I've just learned on air live. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel at home here, but I guess my children and my children's children will not. Yeah. Well, it's not even about whether you feel at home here. They may feel at home here, but other people won't allow them to feel at home here. Yeah, and I feel like if these comments are looking to prove anything, it does prove your point of, like, they will not. Nope. Mm. Next comment's from Sean. At Kai, immigrants shouldn't be in politics, eh? So just confirming, at Kai, that is you? That so is this me. is you not getting caught in the comments. No, never. But being tagged in a comment. Correct. Happens to me often. You know when it happens to me? When someone brings up some racist stuff. Yeah. Yo, stop tagging me and stuff, yo. So 
front pack, we love to be tan in comments. Mm. It's sometimes it's a bit much when it's a racist comment, when it's like, yo, I'm dealing with this internally, yep. externally, and y'all want me to just unpack it for y'all in the comment section? Live? For free? For free? Yo, go to Patreon. But please keep tagging us in comments. We love it. Yeah, it's pretty hot. As immigrants ourselves, like every single time xenophobia, racism has come up, not just online, but offline as well. The amount of times that we get brought into conversations, yeah. we just get tired. So tired. And I feel like unpacking this comment is kind of doing us both a service of like, you know what? Let's unpack the comment. Yeah. Immigrants shouldn't be in politics, eh, is the question. Bit of sarcasm there. Second of all, tagging me because I'm an immigrant. Nice. Third, because it's Winston Peters. Okay. Once again, we didn't say that immigrants shouldn't be in politics. Nobody <laughs> said that whatsoever. But as we said before in the first comment, all you got to do is bring up immigrants in a headline. Yeah. Comments were crazy. Yeah. Next articles from BBC. Published March 20th, 2019. Headline says, BBC exclusive. Ardern calls for global anti-racism fight. Tagline says, New Zealand's leader rejects the idea that immigration was fueling racism, calling instead for a global fight to root out racist ideology. First comments from Andy. Does anyone else see the irony that this tragic event took place in a city called Christchurch? Now, this was a common narrative uh, around the attacks. For context mm. as well, this article was published a few days after the attacks. So when Andy comments this, this was, I think, the genesis of the argument for the Crusaders. Yeah. Now, Christchurch, the Crusaders, make of that what you will. We talked about it actually in the Crusaders episode. Go back and listen to it. Thank you. Um, this is not profound to see in New Zealand, but this is a BBC comment section. Yeah. Which means that not, I feel like when we all said that, oh, I feel like are we, are we taking it a bit too far, changing the Crusaders' name? Turns out we weren't. <laughs> nope. Tur- turns out the world was looking at us and being like, bit odd, guys. Mm. Also, the fact that Christchurch was named by John Robert Godley, great name. I'm glad you realized that because when I saw this, <laughs> I was like, the bro's name is Godley. Bro's name is Godley. John Robert Godley. Yes. You just can't write a bit of script. You couldn't. You really can't. You really couldn't. I mean, history is the greatest script of all because the bro then named Christchurch after his alma mater at University of Oxford. So he named it Christchurch. This is just a reminder to everybody that the bro graduated from Oxford. It shows how young this country is. And then came here and named the city, bro. Mm. <laughs> Next comments from Evie. Why should everyone suffer due to one sick person's evil doings? How about punishing those that kill because of hate by death penalty? Sick people in the world should not be martyrs. There's a lot. There's who? Oh, who? Had me in the first half. Yep. Had me in the first half. Mm. Okay, like, I remember from school when, like, all of us used to get punished for one person in class. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. That sucked. It was not fun. Nobody ever finds that fun. And I think anybody that says, oh, but it's natural, is lying to you. <laughs> They're lying to you. Yeah. Governments usually do this in a way of promising safety. Um, if you've read 1984 by George Orwell, um, we're not going to give you the spark notes on that. Nope. But um, great, great book on literally that exact thing. Yeah. The death penalty calls wild, though. That was kind of out of left field. Like, I, I would understand. I can see if he's saying we should punish them. But by the death penalty, I don't know about that one. I don't know. Because also then Evie ends it with sick people in the world should not be martyrs. But the death penalty would make them a martyr. Mm, they will be immortalized 
as dying for their cause. Almost what they probably want. Which is almost the definition of a martyr. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Evie... Yeah, I don't know about that. Let's circle back. Let's circle back. We'll, we'll workshop that one. We'll workshop that one. <laughs> Next comments from Ian. Immigration fueling racism is the same argument that women wearing skimpy clothing causes sexual abuse. See, Ian, I see the vision. Mm. I see the vision. I just don't know whether you articulated it as well. Yes, I think it's not something I would say personally. Not out loud. No. 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 Not in the comment section, but also not out loud. No, absolutely not. Like, I, I, I get it, right? Like, you're trying to say that one does not cause and shouldn't be the fault of the other, that if you do X, this is guaranteed Y to happen. Like, yes, immigration doesn't fuel racism. Correct. It's the people. Yeah. They are the ones that do it. It's the systems around us. It's not just the presence of other people. Correct. So by that way, the second half of that comment isn't really... It doesn't isn't really... It doesn't... The comparison isn't there. The comparison isn't there. Exactly. And you know what, Ian? Good on you for having a go. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Good on you for having a go. This is just another example that we don't have... We can't compare everything, okay? Exactly. Some things are completely different issues. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Different attributes. Yeah. Just move on. Yeah. Immigration being the influx of people from other nations, by the way, coming to New Zealand. And once people come from other nations... They have two choices, such as we did and our parents did, right? We either assimilate, you know, we speak the language of the land, we, we eat the same stuff that locals do and we make local friends, or we maintain the dual citizenship. We become Barbadians in New Zealand or Zimbabweans in New Zealand. That's something that all immigrants have to make choices. And sometimes your parents will make the choice for you. Mm, or you'll end up doing it subconsciously. You won't even realize, Ooh, true. which is all of us. You, yo, you teaching me today. Mm. Um, today? Why are you lying? Whoa, <laughs> it's whoa. crazy. If anyone says that immigration fuels racism, they got to look at history. It's a mad, mad excuse. Yeah, racism been around prior to immigration. Next comment from Drew. So, she going to step down and give her position to a New Zealand native? No? Didn't think so. <sighs> <sighs> I'm gonna need a break. Drew just off the top. <laughs> off yo, yo. Drew's not even in the building. They're showing him. <laughs> Drew's all the way in England, bro. They're showing it's him. Also, exactly, because you could tell because I said New Zealand native. Drew obviously doesn't know. Doesn't even know. Maori. Yeah. Yeah. But he was just like, yo, but what's she gonna do? What you gonna do about it? What she gonna do then? Yeah. It's so wild that, like, this is the BBC and they're like, okay, yeah, New Zealand's trying to address racism. Y'all got problems though, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And, like, if I was to push back at Drew a little bit here, it is very hard to 100% completely live every single value that you may talk about. It is almost impossible. Oh, okay. Yeah, Humans yeah. are creatures of contradictions, yeah. you know? It, it, it is the way that it is. I'm not saying it should be like that, but it is the way that it is. And saying that, Drew still came off with the top rope. Fire comment. Top rope. Rose in. Mm. Throwing it in. This point of stepping down and giving their position to a New Zealand Maori, what Drew may not realize is that you can't really just step down and give your position to somebody else. You don't really get to. I mean, theoretically, if you get to decide the deputy minister, you yeah. may then say they're cool. They could then decide who would take this, the place if yes. they step down. But it's not really like that. Yeah. And the deputy minister is what? We're going to go to an ad break. <laughs> Unpack can't exist without you. 
For two plus years, Kai and I have recorded in his flat, my mum's office, my mum's old flat, and my dungeon-like friend's flat. Honestly, anywhere. We love what we do, but it isn't consistent or sustainable without the support of our patrons. For a few dollars a month, you can gain access to this. It's the idea that in getting married, the bride-to-be is shackling him and stealing him from the quote-unquote lads. Trapping him in a life of Thursday night missionary, Friday night book club, and Saturday brunch with the mother-in-law. This is the people need to know. Okay. They listen to Love Letters Part 1. Whoa. They need to know. So what happened with you two? Wow. <laughs> like, what happened to you two? Yo, why are you just dropping me in on this? So you sent, the, you dropped the letter off, yeah. right? Uh-huh. You were talking during the day or whatever. Uh-huh. They received the love letter. Yes. I presume they read it. Who knows? Correct. What happens next? Okay, first of all. And this bonus content. I'm leaving the world a better place than it was before. So uh-huh. what does legacy actually mean to you in that context? Mum always told me not answer a question with a question. But before I answer that, I do, <laughs> I do, I do have to ask you a question. Is also like what, like if if you were just going to open a dictionary right now, or like one sentence to define legacy, what do you think? Like, what do you think? Like the the master definition of legacy. With those funds, we've been able to launch Coalesce, our storytelling company, at Coalesce on Instagram, and PhD Unpacked, where we make long, drawn-out academic research more accessible and more consumable for y'all. At PhD Unpacked on Instagram. But hold on, pump the brakes. You don't have any spare dollars with the cost of living crisis? Hey, lass, I got you. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Sharing Unpacked with a friend always has been and always will be the best way to support a pod. Share our content on social media, tell your auntie about it, listen to it at night with your significant other. Actually, that might be kind of weird if talking about whataboutisms and confirmation biases doesn't get you going like it does to me. But look, I gotta get back to my day job. (laughs) Um, Enjoy the rest of the episode. Next article is from News Hub. Published February 21st, 2022. Headline says, Victims' families of Islamophobic assault at Dunedin School yet to hear how attackers will be disciplined. Tagline says, The victims have not received an apology, nor has the school's board of trustees met with the victim's family. First comment is from Kate. That is the kind of behavior that needs expulsion or good suspension, education, and an apology from the children and their father. And the victim should not accept the apology until they see the behavior change. Bullying is abhorrent at New Zealand schools. There's a lot of good in this comment, and there's like a little bit of misguided, uh, misguided purpose here. Mm. As we've talked about before, expelling someone isn't really, it doesn't, it's not equitable. Yeah. You know, I think the idea when people think about expulsion is that they'll go home to their nice warm family home, and maybe a parent can work from home, and they can mm. think about what they've done, blah, blah, blah. Some people don't have that ability. Some people don't have that access. And also, it kind of fits in somewhat of a mold of excluding them from society, Mm. which, as we can tell with our prison system, doesn't really work. So it's not really a good method there. Absolutely. And as you said on the exclusion in society, I want to take a moment to also tell people that when you exclude somebody from society, they don't leave. Mm. <laughs> they're still here. They're still. They're gonna come back. Just yeah. give them some time. And they might actually hate the society that you've created now. Yeah. So what we're actually building here is resentment. Exactly. And that right there will 
fluster into all sorts of different Absolutely problems. Absolutely fester away. So expulsion or a quote-unquote good suspension, not going to work. Mm. The apology from the children and their whanau, great stuff, Kate. Yeah. That's restorative justice. We've seen that in schools. I think it's been around for decades now. That is by the book method. Don't accept the apology until change has been seen. From Hifokado, from Education Counts, uh, there is a report that says bullying is related to racism and discrimination, but these concepts are not the same. Buzz. Some of the groups reporting the highest rates of bullying also report the lowest rates of discrimination and vice versa. But we do have one of the highest rates of bullying at school in the world. Yeah. Next comments from Anthony. I bet the reason why the school is terrified of punishing the attackers is because they probably belong to a very powerful minority group in New Zealand at least as far as political correctness is concerned. This is... Yeah, get the calculator out. This, you? Yeah, you might need to type Bring, it, bring out the big, big computer, big See, no one out. the confusing part for me mm-hmm. was the... They probably belong to a very powerful minority group in New Zealand, yeah. at least as far as political correctness is concerned. So uh-huh. are they meaning... Generally, up. white people. Oh, okay. But then they, because you could also mean black people in that one, right? Mm. Or just probably a general clumping of others. Yeah, as they usually do. As, um, yeah. You ever click the other box? I mean, we're yeah, not even on forms. There's yeah, no, yeah, there's there's no, we're not even on forms. No, nah, there's bro. no way yeah. we're on forms. Not yet. No. Hey, if you make a form, please put include. us in a. Yeah, exactly. Um, the the powerful minority group, I think, rules us out. I'm sorry. We're not there yet. Yeah. You didn't get your parallelment? No. That's great. My bad, bro. I'm still on it's, WhatsApp, brother. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, I, I think that rules us out. So you think it's kind of like a snarky, sarcastic comment? I think there could be some sarcasm here. If we do read it with sarcasm, yeah. I think Anthony's saying that the attackers are white mm. and so nothing's going to be done with them. Okay, I got you. But if we take the sarcasm fully out here, I think... Anthony's saying that Muslim people are very powerful in New Zealand as far as political correctness is concerned, which is why the school is terrified of punishing mm. the attackers who are... Oh, Baz, get you. Got yeah, it. I'm with you okay. now. Yeah. Let us know in the comments. Yeah, what do you think? Are we <laughs> completely off? Because, yeah, the calculator is doing backflips in the corner. Yeah. we got no <laughs> idea what Anthony's trying to say. I appreciate Anthony for coming to the conversation. Yeah. But you know when you read out a logic puzzle and that final sentence just throws you off? Ooh. It's like, yo, I thought I had it all figured out. Nope, you did not. Next comment's from Kathy. Too much Facebook. Film slash story like this already broadcast as entertainment. So is this them being desensitized to it? I I think, yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, it could be. Yeah. If we're reading it as Kathy being, you know, saying that desensitization is what's actually causing this, I don't know if that's the best excuse for what's happened here. Yeah. Desensitization and Islamophobia are two different things. I think what could be saying here, and I don't want to call Kathy a boomer because Kathy might not be. <laughs> True. Is Kathy might be saying that kids are having too much Facebook. And oh, I see. They might be seeing films and stories like this on broadcast and be like, oh, this is normal. Mm. Which if your kid is on Facebook and thinks Islamophobia is normal. normal you got bigger problems. I, th- I also think it's your household that's probably. Yeah. That's I don't think it's just. that idea. Don't blame everything on Facebook. Yeah. Next comment from Madeline. Press charges and let the courts slash youth justice deal with them. Unfortunately, it will be a slap on the wrist 
these students ought to be shamed at least. If there's one thing New Zealand loves, it's shame. Oh, my god. We need goodness. to know everything. I need to know the crime. I need to know what happened. I need to know who's guilty. I need to know how long they're being charged for. Absolutely. And shame is so rife in our community. The yeah. fact that, like, we use shame to honestly manipulate society into doing the wildest things. Yeah. We read it in the expulsion thing, right? What do you think that does to a student? Mm. And shame. Mm. And what are we trying to teach them with that shame? It's, it's not good. Oh, it's terrible. And the fact that Madeline here is like, look, the youth justice and the courts will deal with them, but it'll be a slap on the wrist. So shame will actually do what we want. That's disgusting. No, both. All of those options are horrible. Yeah. And a large gripe in some of these comments is that youth offenders are not taken seriously due to the fact that they can't be tried as adults, Hmm. which I think that if all of the comments are looking at the way that we punish people instead of how they actually get to the point where they are committing crimes, then we have a bigger problem. We do. We're focusing on the punishment rather than the nature of these crimes and how these people actually got into the situation. Next article is from Stuff. Published April 19th, 2019. Headline says, Chinese owner of Wadarapa sheep station selling up after xenophobic abuse. Tagline says, The Chinese owner of Wadarapa sheep station says he is selling up because his family and staff were targeted with racist abuse. Yet another article that the tagline doesn't tell us anything else. <laughs> it's like, bro, just tell me some more. Yeah. Like, First comments from Craig. Every time there's an article about Chinese, the sheer racism from Kiwis amazes me. Chinese are good people who work hard, uh-huh. invariably have great morals and family values, and rarely get on the wrong side of the law. They've been here for almost two centuries, and our country was built partly on their labor, why is it okay to knife them? Is it because they really bite back? Is it because they're not brown and the only bad racism is against brown people? Comments like, it's the yellow peril and our roads will be safer without them just flabbergast me. And here we go again, justifying his appalling treatment at the hands of the Kiwis because he probably deserved it and there's two sides here. Two sides? What? And don't tell me it's because we sold our land overseas either because last time I checked, that land remains right here in New Zealand, regardless of who owns it. Once again, I find myself ashamed to admit I'm a Kiwi. Oh, this is in the Hall of Fame of comments that are so close. Yes. But just, just kind of lean left when they should lean right. Like, you start off with the stereotype, and while people might say, oh, it's a positive stereotype, stereotypes are still harmful. Absolutely. The idea... Chinese people are good people who work hard. Because then my question is, who are the bad people, bro? Yeah. Who are the bad people that Tell you Tell us think? about the bad ones, my Yeah, brother. exactly. Who invariably have great morals and family values. Like it doesn't give the scope for the breadth of people's individual experiences mm-hmm. by just having these stereotypes. And we're now in an interconnected world where all of us not only carry through different cultures, but we also carry through different ways of living. Yeah. You can't just say that, oh... They're from this culture and they have this value or way of living. Now, the second part about this comment is beautiful. When Craig says that they've arguably built our country, mm. that's, fa- that's, that's so true. In 1869, we had about 2,000 Chinese nationals here in Otago yeah. in the gold mines. And we've spoken about it before, but miners are often doing intense physical work for not much pay in comparison to what the company makes off them. That profit that the mining company would have made would have built the interest. In- would have built the infrastructure around New Zealand. Yeah. Now, I know the comment started off quite wild. Mm. But you got to love the end of the comment. 
Oh, absolutely. Craig addresses the whole, I hate to hear that our roads will be safer without them, referencing the fact that we think all of our road fatalities and crashes are because of ethnic drivers. 100%. And there's a specific stereotype that Asians are bad drivers. Exactly. And the whole thing about, here we go again, like, there's two sides here, blah, 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 blah. He probably deserved it. We talked about it already in the... the, Wild. Like, why are we... Oh, so if you do something bad, well, there you go. Racism, sexism, xenophobia, it's all on you now. Craig challenges the way we see racism. As he claims that only when we are racist to brown people... It's bad, but with Chinese, it's fine. I think that's one of the most fantastic call-outs we've actually unpacked. 100%. Next comments from Rohe. here. It's not racist, Ig. It's the land. I can't go to China and it land. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's confusing. But I think as two New Zealanders, we need to break this down. So yep. the term egg yep. is used as a diss, like you don't want to be referred to as an egg. Correct. I don't understand. I don't know what the etymology of it is. Like a lot of people eat eggs. They're kind of delicious. But yeah, I, I just don't, I don't really understand it. The etymology of using the term egg as Thank an you. insult um, actually started in the 1980s, was very widespread. Oh, it's kind of recent. And it used to be used occasionally um, with calling somebody a spoon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Spoon and egg race? Is that what I, th- the- I think so. I think so. But it's usually meant to mean, oh, yep, you're a fool or you're a dork. Calling yeah. somebody a spoon means that they're absolutely useless, which is actually kind of funny because one of my friends' nickname is Spoon. Oh. And I don't know if he's going to listen to this, but Spoon, <laughs> I, think, I think you should recheck why people call you Spoon. Yeah. It's not with love. It's not, it's not with love. <laughs> Go to your family house and have an intervention tonight. Yeah. <laughs> then The next part of this comment is kind of wild because – Rohe says, I can't go to China and it land. And I think what they mean to say is that I can't go to your house and then make the rules on how yeah. you live. Or I just can't go to China and buy land, which I think Prob- you probably maybe, can, man. Probably can. You probably I don't could. Know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Real estate I links in China. I'm not really up to my real estate um, knowledge in China. And can't my be bad. doing that. But yeah. Rohe is also saying that, yeah, okay, like, I guess what he's trying to say is that do as the Romans do, which is still xenophobic (laughs) because you have somebody here who's not from quote unquote Rome. Yeah. Does that mean that they got to do as you do all the time? Yeah. I think people have their own way of living. Next comments from Jennifer. This dude is so fake. He actually blocked access and tried to make profit off of the hut accommodation profit. There's more to this story, nothing to do with racism. He just doesn't want to follow the rules. Okay, part of this is factual. We're going to get to that. As you remember from the foreshore and seabed episode, New Zealanders' biggest fear is locking them out of land that they rightfully stole. Oh, and oh. However, if you do something illegal, that gives you no right to shout racist abuse at anybody. Mm, that's not, you don't have just a right to... That's not how it works. I don't care if he built a hut and burnt it down on the land. <laughs> you don't get to then spout racist abuse on it. But is this is this where we're at in society? Ugh. Where if people are like, you know what, you're not even playing by the rules, so now we're not going to treat you as a human. We're just going to treat you like trash? I mean, I hope not, but I guess this is where we're at. Is that is that the vibe we're really going for? Mm. Next comment from Sui. The comments on this post are infuriating. The Christchurch massacre happened a few weeks ago. And the concert and support of the victims was just this week. Can you see the connection between sharing these xenophobic views here and abroad and the everyday racism that Kiwis, people who call New Zealand home, face resulted in tragic violence? 
What happened to hashtag they are us? We should be doing our best to be upstanding citizens of the world. And it shouldn't matter whether your neighbor is black, white, yellow, purple, or a lawyer, ex-convict, teacher, tradesperson. It is not okay to make people feel unwelcome. We don't want a monthly shooting to remind us to be kind and understanding. That's true. We definitely do not. That's something we would not want at all. Well, atrocities remind us that we do need to stick together. And Sui's right. The everyday racism that people suffer here is a slow-simmering pot for what happened in Christchurch. An issue we didn't even need to unpack today because we're all still dealing with the consequences of it. And I know that a lot of the wounds of our listeners are still fresh from it. Sui also says it doesn't matter what they look like or their background, and it's never okay to make people feel unwelcome. That feeling of making people feel unwelcome festers, and that can create monsters out of minor, minor grievances. Yeah, and Sui ends that comment so, so rough. Like, we got a really big wake-up call after the terrorist attack of how we treat one another and how we understand the prejudices we may hold consciously or subconsciously against different people from different places, which is why it sucks to even talk about. But to prevent it, we actually do need to talk about it. Mm. Which is why it sucks to say. But to prevent what's just happened here, we Mm. need to remember that to move forward. Mm. Moving forward without remembering the needs is a New Zealand we don't want to be a part of. But, like, level with me here. Do you Mm -hmm. think that's even possible? Like, given the basis of this country, is that even possible? See... I heard this story at an event I was at a few months ago about the Dawn Raids. No, not the Tuhoi Raids, but the Dawn Raids. Mm-hmm. And it started off with a man, Sa Kaino, 21 years old, asleep in his house, minding his business. And the story goes much like the Dawn Raids do. Xenophobic policies and police brutality. See, Sa was arrested and taken away to police cells. And soon... He was deported to Samoa. Now, fast forward 50 years and what do we have? An apology from the government and Sa's cousin is now the Honourable William Seo, Minister for Pacific Peoples. And his son? None other than Jerome Kainal. All black legend. So there we have it. From episode 15 about xenophobia all the way round to episode one about the All Blacks. You can't write a better script. Unless you're on back. In season four, we gave you the wants and needs. Not in a linear straight line, but in an infinity loop. It's all linked. And like one of the inspirations for the season said, we're in a renaissance. And like you know, peace and love, we hope you enjoyed. You have one new message. Just kidding. <laughs> Fucking floor is somebody.